Hello, and welcome to Living Heritage, a show about people who are engaged in the heritage and culture sector, all those who keep heritage alive at the community level. I'm Tara Barrett. Today's guest is Chris Neary. Chris is president of the 2018 Royal St. John's Regatta, which is celebrating its 200th anniversary this year. In the past nine years, Chris has worn many hats with the regatta. He's been vice president and captain of the course, communications director, secretary, and treasurer. Chris is also an avid rower and has competed in many regattas across the province, including the Placentia and Harbor Grace Regattas, Fogo Island Punt Race, Canadian Henley Regatta, and Atlantic Championships. Hi, Chris, and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming out. No problem. So I guess today we just wanted to, I guess, just to jump in, uh, just, I guess, to give people some background history on the Royal St. John's Regatta and what that what that is for anybody who doesn't even know what a regatta might be. Yeah, so, you know, the regatta, as you mentioned, is going on uh, for our 200th anniversary. And what, I mean, the, the uniqueness of the regatta uh, is that, uh, you know, it's fixed seat rowing. And uh, what some of your listeners may not realize is that most of what you see on the Olympics, uh, that is what we defer, uh, distinguish as sliding seat rowing because people are sitting on seats, seats are on wheels, and the seats move. Here in the regatta, we have fixed seat rowing, so there's, that doesn't happen. People are sitting on fixed seats. Uh, we typically have uh, you know six oared boats versus what you see in the Olympics. There's one, two, four, or eight people in boats. So that's a unique part about it as well. Uh, in terms of that, you know, uh, outside of the sport, it's the only civic holiday in North America uh, to be declared a committee of persons, uh, to be declared by a committee of persons not associated with a government body, which is pretty cool. Um, it's the only civic holiday that's dependent on the weather, and and of course, as I mentioned, is one of the last fixed seat competition rowing competitions in the world, um, and one of only four organizations, of course, in Newfoundland and Labrador to be granted the royal designation as the Royal St. John's Regatta. Uh, what's really neat about the uh, the call for the race in the morning? We get together, the committee gets together, uh, which are all volunteers, at 5:30 in the morning. Uh, we go up into the museum in the committee room, and the doors are locked. No one's allowed using any type of phone or any way of communicating with any outside world. Uh, we may look at the weather for the day and the next couple of days. And uh, after that, uh, you know, a motion will be brought forward to either postpone or go ahead with the regatta. You know, everyone in, in attendance makes a, a vote on that. And if the regatta goes ahead, then the committee then has to stay inside uh, the museum until the vice president and captain of the course goes out and informs the, uh, the city that they have the day off or not. So it's, it's a pretty cool experience. And I guess um, something that might not be known as well or might not be as well known, and it's not really necessarily connected to the regatta, but I guess some people today in particular, I always hear the term regatta roulette. Mm-hmm. And so, Yeah. So, you know, we, we have a, uh, a Tuesday evening uh, event as well that uh, we call Regatta Eve, and that's sort of growing. It's sort of uh, pretty much an organic thing that's grown on itself that the Regatta 2 Committee has decided to take on just because it's become so popular and you know a lot of people come down around the lake the food ship truck vendors and all that are, are down around there and people you know walk around the lake enjoy the atmosphere uh of course the entire city is uh, waiting on bated breath to see if they have the day off uh, on, on on wednesday and uh, so a lot of people have uh, started calling it regatta roulette so you know especially for those uh, partaking in the george street festival which uh, that's the last night so folks are going down on george street and, and listening to the music and probably having a beverage or two or many and uh, of course with the idea that if if uh, regatta gets postponed to thursday you've got to get up and go to work so uh, hence the regatta roulette 
I think it's uh, it's probably one of my favorite holidays because it's really it's really interesting waking up the next morning and saying like do I do I have to go to work is it absolutely you know you're lying in bed you're listening to the radio and you're waiting for uh, that uh, vice president to make the announcement it's, it's pretty cool a unique experience for the city and how I guess how did you get involved with the regatta what what drew you to it I started in high school uh, with sliding seat rowing and um, you know that year was 1993 to date myself but. Uh, there was a, a couple of coxswains from, from the regatta who were looking to grow the youth aspect of it and uh, realizing the potential of the sliding seat club, the St. John's Rowing Club, which also operates on KWD Lake, uh, saw the potential of, of pulling some of the rowers over there. So that, that's sort of what drew us to rowing in the regatta. Of course, you know, as a kid, I always went down around the lake every year with my family and, and you know, did the, you know, the games of chance and the food, food chip trucks and all that sort of stuff. And I know my mother used to always push me up by the lake to watch at least one race. As a kid, I didn't really appreciate it as much, obviously, as I do now. But that's sort of, you know, my first memories of the regatta. But, uh, you know, once I got involved in the rowing, it was, you know, uh, really it's been a part of my life ever since. And, uh, you know, I started rowing in the regatta that year, rowed every year right up until, uh, you know, three or four years ago. And uh, was on the regatta committee then. Uh, eight or nine years ago, and I've sort of you know worked myself up into a position where I you know I have the great honor of being president, uh, and not only president on the regatta committee, which is a great honor, but to be president during the 200th anniversary. Which, uh, as a rowing geek, I like to call myself. It's a it's a pretty cool experience. And I guess um, where it's the 200th anniversary, are there any any things in particular, any special celebrations or anything that the regatta committee is putting off or doing for the celebration? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're trying to celebrate as much as possible. Obviously, you know, as I mentioned, it's 50 people that operate uh, the regatta in terms of the committee and all volunteers. Uh, we have some dedicated, hardworking staff members that help us out in the summer. And, and one, uh, Leanne O'Neill, she's our general manager that helps us out throughout the year. But uh, aside from that, uh, we do have uh, 50 volunteers that uh, try to put this off every year. Uh, it's a busy job anyway, you know, a typical regatta is a lot of work, And uh, but, you know, we've uh, struck a 200 subcommittee chaired by a former president of the committee named Charles Cook, and uh, they've done a really good job of adding a few extra things that we're looking at doing uh, leading up to the day, and of course, regatta day itself, and uh, there'll be a day, uh, we're looking at having a display in the next week or so over at the rooms, the Provincial uh, Museum, and that'll be related to the history of the regatta. On uh, this Friday before, uh, we're having a rower social, so that's for all the current participants and anyone who's coming home to celebrate the 200th anniversary who's rowed in the past. That's actually happened at the CLB Armory. The Saturday before, we're having a fun regatta, so that's people who want to give rowing a try aren't uh, rowing in the actual regatta itself, and uh, they'll be uh, having a fun race. So we're having like a justice race, uh, squirts, which is our youngest category. We're having a squirts versus parents race, uh, and a bunch of fun. You know, really, it's a fun regatta, and people will come down. And if they have rowed and, and aren't rowing in regatta, it's an opportunity to get the oar wet again and uh, and give it a try. Uh, that Saturday evening, we're actually having a, a movie under the stars, and uh, that's over at the north bank of the lake. So folks can come down, a family-oriented event, and uh, be able to watch. Uh, I believe it's um, Back to the Future. Uh, Sunday, we're having uh, what we're calling a parade to the lake. So just to give you a bit of history on that, uh, in, 19, in 1877, there was a team from Placentia, and uh, they've been uh, affectionately nicknamed this, the uh, Seven Placentia Giants, and uh, they actually walked their boat from Placentia to St. John's and uh, rode in the regatta and won the race. And one of the first teams from outside St. John's to do so. <clears throat> and in 1977... Uh, in 1976, in fact, uh, a team from Byzantia had won the Triple Crown of Rowing, which is winning the St. John's Regatta, the Harbour Grace Regatta, and the Byzantia Regatta. 
So this team in 1970, same team in 1977, decided to replicate the uh, one the 100th and 100th anniversary of the 1877 Placentia Giants, and they in fact walked about themselves in, in from St. John's or in from Placentia to St. John's, and won the triple crown that year as well. So a tremendous feat, and uh, in fact they're being recognized uh, uh, for it this year by being inducted to the uh, Royal St. John's Regatta Hall of Fame. And uh, so all of that seed of that idea planted uh, the idea of the, the parade that we're having. And uh, so they'll actually be walking a boat, which will be on some, some, some stretchers. So they won't actually be carrying the boat. They'll be walking a boat with uh, some of the younger teams. Plus we have the current male and female championship uh, course re- record holders uh, part- participating in the parade as well. It's a couple of other young kids. And there's some committee members, some Hall of Fame members. They'll be trailing behind. We'll have the CLB Armory participating in it, and uh, the RNC Mounted Unit will be uh, leading the way. So we'll be starting from Government House, working our way to, to the lake, uh, at which point we'll have an ecumenical service and a blessing of the lake. So that's the Sunday before. The Tuesday before Regatta Eve, as I mentioned, we have uh, a concert, live concert, and a pyrotechnic show. So that's something that's sort of leading up. And as you, know, as, you as I mentioned before, you know, Regatta Eve is growing every year, and that's sort of sort of something we're trying to encourage and, and have people come down and participate and celebrate the 200th anniversary. Uh, Regatta Day, we're having uh, celebrity starters, so those people uh, you know, you know, of note in, in around the uh, the province are going to be helping us with uh, starting races. So uh, what that means is, you know, there'll be two people that typically start a race, and they're normally committee members. One person will say, "Are you ready, number one? Ready, number two? And so forth until they get through the five crews that are in in the race. And then they'll say we're all ready. And at any point during that, uh, that uh, while they're speaking that, any coxswain uh, on the team can stand up to indicate that they're not ready, and they'll have to restart that, that process. Uh, and then once you know, once they get to, are you all ready? Without any uh, anyone uh, saying they're not ready, then uh, they'll fire a gun, and uh, the shotgun's fired, and then the race is started. So we'll be having some celebrity starters do that for us this year. Um, we're having uh, participant pins for all the uh, all the people in the regatta. We'll all get individual uh, nice nice pins that we're getting made up. We have unique uh, we have unique medals made up specifically for the year. There's going to be a lunchtime concert. Uh, we also have a, a group called Lindy Hop who are going to be on on the same stage that the lunchtime concert is utilizing, and they're going to be dance, uh, dressed in period costume and actually dancing to the music from the CLB, which is really cool. Uh, we also have uh, Anaconda Mining have donated uh, gold from their Newfoundland mine, so it's real Newfoundland gold, and uh, the Golden Tube are actually making uh, championship rings for the male and female teams, and uh, uh, folks want to look on our Twitter site. These are very impressive rings. Uh, I wish I was still rowing and had a chance <laughs> to get them because they are really beautiful, so very envious of the two teams that are going to be getting that. Uh, also on top of that, uh, the uh, current men's championship trophy, which is the Molson Jerry Angel uh, memorial trophy is being retired this year and in fact just this morning we unveiled a new tro- new trophy and then certainly happy to say that the, it's now called the Molson Corps Jerry Angel Memorial Trophy the same the Jerry Jerry Angel family and the Molson Corps have uh, agreed to come on and, and sponsor the new trophy and it is just beautiful and uh, we're certainly excited that today in fact was the day we uh, we announced that and uh, showed it to the public so that's everything we've got plans a lot of stuff and on top, like I said on top of all of that we still have to run a regatta and do, you know, the enormous av- amount of uh, work that uh, normally uh, comes with running this thing. You know, it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, event in the St. John's and may- probably even the province. So, uh, you know, in excess of you know forty thousand people we're expecting down there. 
uh, on Regatta Day, August 1st, and uh, of course, you know, uh, this year as well, uh, we have a record number of crews participating. There are uh, 156 teams, and to uh, put it in perspective, last year we had uh, one of the higher number of, of participants in any regatta at 100, so we actually had an over 50% increase just for this year. So, you know, we were expecting that spike. We uh, tried to plan for it. Uh, of course, you know, the logistics of getting people out and the practice times are limited, uh, and of course it's been a pretty windy summer. So, uh, you know, we're doing what we can for the teams, and, uh, and certainly leading up to the 200th anniversary, we hope everyone uh, enjoys themselves. I think I think I'm pretty sure everyone will yes, go out, yeah. head out, and enjoy themselves. Absolutely. So, just to ask a quick question. Um, I mean, I've gone down to the regatta for several years, probably every year that I can remember, but um, I don't really know a whole lot about that background history of how the racing works. So, I guess you said there's 156 teams, mm-hmm. was it? So, I'm guessing 156 teams are not rowing the day of the regatta, they or do are, they? Yes, yeah. 156 yeah, row. Absolutely, 156 teams. It's uh, 33 races. Um, and typically what we've done in the past, uh, we usually start around 8 o'clock, uh, have a two-hour lunch break where we feed the committee, the volunteers who are there from you know 5.30 in the morning till 9 o'clock at night, so we got to keep those people happy and fed. Um, and then usually uh, we finish up around 4.30, 5 o'clock, and then we have a male and female championship race at 6.30 and 7. That's typical we got a day. This year we're starting at 7, and we're going every 20 minutes right until the championship race. So we are squeezing in as many people as we possibly can. You know, we don't want to disappoint uh, of course, Mother Nature has to agree, you know, there can't be any mechanical problems and stuff like that. So, you know, fingers crossed we get good weather and fingers crossed we get those uh, that schedule uh, in and, and get them completed. So, yeah, you're, you're right. It's it's a lot of teams and uh, we're just hoping everything works out and uh, we get we get all the crews cooperating and, and Mother Nature helps out. Perfect. And um, earlier when you were mentioning that parade, is that something that you want people to come out and watch? And, Absolutely. And yeah, yeah. In? All of those events. You know, the uh, the movie Under the Stars, that's just not for, for participants. That's for, it's a family event, a community event. Please come down and enjoy the movie. That's happening, like I said, uh, Sunday, or Saturday evening before the regatta and uh, right at dusk around nine-ish. And then, um, yeah, anything like the parade, that's, you know, it's, it's expected and, hope, and hoped that uh, the community will support us, come down and watch the parade. Of course, Regatta Eve and Regatta Day, you know, the usual, to come down and help out and participate. And uh, Regatta Eve, you know, watch the concert, see the pyrotechnics, and uh, there'll actually be a metro bus running from um, the Confederation building down to uh, the Dominion parking lot there and dropping people off. And then that's starting around 5.30 and going to 10. So there's no excuse to get down. If you complain about the parking, uh, we can get you down there. Perfect. And um, at the start of the show, you kind of mentioned how uh, the Royal St. John's Regatta, that royal part, mm-hmm. is something significant. Can you explain kind of the background history of that or why that is a royal, why it's designated royal? Absolutely. So we, uh, in 1993, we actually got the royal designation. Before that, it was just the St. John's Regatta, and uh, we applied to the royal family for that designation. And uh, based on, and, you know, they don't give it out lately. As I mentioned, there's only four other organizations in the province that have that, and not many in the country, in fact. And, uh, you know, we applied, and, and I guess they recognized the cultural and uh, significance, the uh, tradition of the event and sport itself in the city and what it meant to the city. Because really, the city of St. John's, and you look at how old it is now, the city of St. John's and the regret have grown up together. And uh, the idea behind the heritage and the culture and, and this, this tradition and what it meant to the city and, you know, it being the biggest event in the province for almost two, over 200, almost 200 years now, um, certainly proud and, and that the uh, royal family gave us that designation so that's, that's the reason behind it but that was in 1993 Perfect and um, I was just wondering um, earlier as well you were mentioning uh, 
how you're going to have something at the rooms. And I, yes. I read online about the Regatta Museum. So I was yes. just wondering, is that, that t- that's all taking place at the rooms? No. So we have our own museum at the Boathouse. And mm-hmm. uh, the days leading up to the Regatta, besides Regatta Day, of course, because you know, we're full operation mode there. But uh, if folks want to come to the, uh, to the Royal St. John's Regatta uh, Boathouse on Kitty Lake, uh, they're more than welcome to from you know Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday leading up to, to the regatta. Um, but the rooms are actually doing their own separate display to recognize the importance of the 200th anniversary. So uh, there'll be two, there's two separate things there, right? Good question. And uh, the rooms will be uh, doing that, they're probably releasing that in the next few days, and it'll be going on until September. And of course, the museum is always open, so folks, besides regatta day, when we're, when we're busy, but um, folks can always drop down and speak to our staff, and they'll take them up, and, and they can have a walk around their museum. And I guess with this 200th anniversary, um, I just have a question as to, like, why you think this has been going on for 200 years. Like, what do you think it is about this this particular type of rowing and this particular type of sporting event that's kept it alive for 200 years? It was a big event, and you, you look at why it started, and it wasn't because people wanted to compete in sport. It was, you know, this was the trade of the majority of people living in St. John's at the time. And, uh, you know, what do you do when you have time off? You want to see who's the best at, at what you do at work, right? So, you know, it was a recreational thing at the time. And it, it started even back in the 1700s. There's record, we have records of, of teams competing in races on the harbor in the 1700s. And that's certainly where the regatta itself started. Um, but uh, it's not really until uh, 1818 when we actually have the first recorded document that says the annual regatta will be occurring this year at a certain date. And, and that's really the only thing we can have, have to hang our hat on to celebrate our 200th anniversary. There's certainly evidence that we have races before that, but uh, in terms of calling it an annual event and calling it the St. John's Regatta, that's the first year that we were hanging our hat on, so that's why we're celebrating 200th years. But, I mean, the regatta itself is important to the city, like I said, because, you know, it's, it's what, we, what our ancestors did when they were here. You know, they, they worked at it day to day, and then, like I said, on, on their days off, they, they went out and had these fun races and seen who was best at their trade. But, and it just grew from there, and it became an event, and had a garden party atmosphere. Uh, for, for your listeners who aren't familiar with uh, the regatta, it's not just a sporting event. It's a giant garden party as well. You know, like I said, there's not 50,000 people coming down to watch a race. There's 50,000 people come down to watch a race, and you know, the games of chance are down there. There's food, food vendors. There's um, everything you can think of, and bouncy castles and pony rides, and you know, it's it's a big event, and and it's grown from that, uh, from those first you know few races that people had 200 plus years ago to what it is now. So. I think if you talk to those organizers back in 1818 and maybe before, I think they'd be pretty proud of what, what we've done with it. Yeah. And like you said, it's not just about the race. It is about the races Absolutely. going down and celebrating everything. I know um, the past few years, my boss has gotten into, Dale Jarvis has kind of yep. gotten into eating the pond is what he calls it. Absolutely. So he goes around yeah, and tries that, yeah. and tries all the different food that he yes. can from around the pond yeah. uh, with a group of people. So that's, yeah. It, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming he's going to do that again this yes. year. Yes, yeah, as far as I know, he's he's prepared. Because people come, I mean, the regatta means a lot of different things to different people. You know, uh, to me, when I was a child, the regatta meant coming down and trying to win stuff away with my, with my family, enjoying the day, trying not to get lost. Um, you know, since I've started rowing, that part of it has gone away, and, and the regatta, the sport, the event itself was the most important thing. It uh, still is uh, the most important thing to me, but now that I've moved into a committee or in a volunteer role and, and, and organize, organizing the actual event and now even being president and recognizing and seeing all the hard work that the volunteers do to put this event off, it's sort of grown and, and uh, realizing then that, you know, I get the, the opportunity to see 
all of what the regatta means to different people. I've had people come up to me knowing that a present giving me no photo of their family member who rode in the regatta. And, you know, I've got a big stack of old old photos now that people have just given to me. And you know, stuff like that you're not expecting. The stories people tell you. And, and like I mentioned, it's not just about the rowing for people. You know, People come down and they have family traditions that they do every year for a regatta day. And, uh, you know, sometimes they'll go home and have a barbecue after they're down there for the day and then they'll have bets placed on the championship races for, you know, toys or a small amount of, amount of money. Um, some people literally just come down for the food, different food vendors that are down around the lake. And, and that's, that's the regatta committee is perfectly happy with that, you know. I know it's primarily a sporting event and, and you know, to me, the regatta is the rowing, but, um, you know, we're trying to make this for everyone, and, and I think I think people appreciate that. And I think you know, um, when you do come down, we just hope that you have a, a good time and, and take it for what it is. You know, a lot of people say they come down and say they, they see people once a year, and it's only at regatta day. So, and that's great. Those are the kind of stories you like hearing about. And, and whatever people want to take away when they leave for the day and say I enjoyed myself because that's perfectly okay in our book. You know, have fun, enjoy yourself, and and celebrate the tradition of this great event. I know that I have I have family members who've moved away and come home for regatta. So it is Absolutely. once a year that I do see a particular there aunt who's yeah. down with her. It's, with, yeah, it's, with just, her it's just one more story that's, that's so great to hear. And it's, I'm so proud to be president of such a great event and hear stories like that because it certainly makes me proud to be part of the event itself and to be president uh, of this great organization with so much history and uh, so many great people have done so many good good, uh, good things for the event and so much great work and just you know, sort of stand on their shoulders and, and sort of be able to be the, the, the person talking about and celebrating this event on this 200th anniversary. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. And I guess having been involved for so long, is there any, are there any particular instances or any particular regattas that stand out for you personally or I guess uh, for the regatta committee historically? Are there any particular regattas that really yeah i mean there's there, there are a few you know what you think about uh, certain i mean the course record for the regatta is you know it goes back a long time and uh, you know, probably the most famous course record that you have is the 1901 Attico team who, who set a record of 913 and that record lasted for 80 years and uh, you know f- f- because of that they've been inducted into the regatta committee hall of fame they've been inducted into the provincial newfoundland labrador hall of fame and they've been inducted in the Canadian Sports Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, there were so many awards and prizes that people, the governments at the time, the lieutenant governors at the time, and uh, prime ministers at the time put up for these awards, put up for this record to be broken. And, you know, that, and probably in the mid-50s and, and early 60s, the times were, you know, sometimes a minute slower than that record. So it was always, you know, that, okay, that record obviously didn't happen, or the course was shorter, or, you know, someone made mistakes. You know, that would I never say, you know, there's, uh, the same was... That record will never be broken, and uh, you sort of started from that 1976-77 Plasencia team. They really changed the technique of rowing, and they first the first team to really start dry land training and uh, putting a a training program and regime in place, uh, leading up and planning specifically for the regatta rather than just rowing for you know a few months in the summer. And there's a team came along then in 1981 called Smith Stockley. And, uh, you know, those those six men will go down in infamy with the regatta because they were the team that actually break the 80-year uh, course record and rode 9-12. And uh, so, th- you know, those two teams, you know, even though they're 80 years apart, they'll always uh, you know, be joined hand-in-hand hand with the tradition of, of what the regatta is and what it meant to people for so many people for so long. Um, you know, that, that's the first thing that really sticks out. And then, you know, in recent memory, because, you know, I've only been around the lake for, you know, close to 30 years, 
um, the great teams that I looked up to as, as, as a young rower and seeing, you know, there was another team uh, called um, Adderkov team, Smith-Stockley Adderkov, separate from the 81 team, that uh, the first team to break nine on the men's course, which is uh, very significant. And then an M team came by, a female team, uh, um, and they were the first uh, female team to break five minutes. And, uh, you know, teams like that that just keep pushing the boundaries, working hard. Um, and, of course, you know, we have other things. In 1826, it was, the first, uh, t- it was the first amateur boat club group that got together, which was the seed of what the committee is now. You know, 1818, there was a group that got together and organized the event, and, and, you know, it was in the annual regatta at that point. But it was 1826 when the actual committee first started. Uh, and an organized group of people that was planning this every year. So we're certainly something we sort of are prou- proud of, the fact that the committee is not quite as old as the regatta, but pretty darn close. So, uh, you know, those are the first uh, few dates that come to mind. And there's, uh, I mean, you've talked to other people, and they'll give you other dates, but I think those are certainly one of the most significant ones. And I guess what is the thing that you're, you know, you've mentioned kind of all these big events and all the things that you guys have planned. What is the thing that you're most excited about? For this coming regatta, is there one thing, or could you? I think just you know, it's not one thing. You know, as president, I'm just hoping the event runs smoothly. And you know, I think what I'm really looking forward to is feeling the vibe of what the 200th is going to be that day, and experiencing it, and you know, walking around, talking to people, and there's so many just leading up to it and talking to people. They're so excited, and and that's just shown in 156 teams, and people just want to come down and participate that haven't done it in years, and. I just think I'm, re- I'm going to be really proud of the fact that you know there's still lots of work to do. We've done so much work, but the fact when it's all when it's all said and done, we get through the day, and everyone say you know we did a great job, and 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 the atmosphere was good, and it was worthy of of the 200th year of the anniversary of the anniversary of the regatta. Uh, that's I think that's what I'm most looking forward to. And I guess um, you guys are all volunteers, so like who who's on the committee? How many volunteers do you guys have, and how how big is it this year? I guess. Yeah, so we have uh, our constitution dictates that we can have no more than fifty members. So uh, on a year by year basis, you know, sometimes we may drop down one or two if people decide to leave. But fifty members on the committee, all volunteers, and as I mentioned, you know, because of recognizing the amount of work and the ideas that we wanted to do for the two hundredth anniversary. The current committee didn't have the capacity to uh, to do that extra work, so we did strike an extra committee, and there's about ten people or so of the, of, of those. But uh, I, you know, the way it worked out, about half of those people are on the committee anyway. So you know, it's probably only another half dozen or so over and above those fifty people that are really helping us put this all together. But uh, you know, after 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 the regatta, they'll they'll go away, and you know, we we'll appreciate all the hard work where they've done, and then we're back to just the regular fifty people doing the same thing and looking forward to next year. Perfect. And I guess we're coming to a close. So is there anything that you want to say, I guess, um, in celebration of the regatta? Or is there anything that you want people to know who um, this might be the first time hearing about the regatta? Or there's, you know, is there anything that you really want to leave this with? The only thing I can tell you is, you know, like I said, the regatta is a different thing to everyone. And, uh, you know, come down, make your own traditions, make your own history, get your own stories that you can tell the next president and, and be proud of the fact that you're here or here, you enjoyed it. And, you know, if something you want to consider next year is, is, is try rowing itself. You know, it's an addictive sport. Come down, give it a try, enjoy it, and say you can be part of the history, you know, 201 uh, anniversary of the great event. So, uh, you know, for those who are coming down this year, enjoy yourselves, be safe, have fun, and uh, fingers crossed for uh, clear skies and low winds. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm Dale Jarvis. You've been listening to Living Heritage, 
a production of CHMR Radio 93.5, in collaboration with the Intangible Cultural Heritage Office of the Heritage Foundation of Newfoundland and Labrador. Find us online at ichblog.ca or on iTunes. Our Heritage Broadcast Assistant is Natalie Dignam, in partnership with the Conservation Corps Newfoundland and Labrador ECHO program. We would love to know what you think of the show. If you have a question or a suggestion for a future program, leave us a comment on the Living Heritage Podcast Facebook page, email livingheritagepodcast at gmail.com, or tweet us at HFNLCA. Thanks for listening. <laughs>